0: Hey, this is Pastor Nate Cook, and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Today on the podcast, Michael and I talk about the time that we were together, and we almost died. And then we talk about some other things like free will versus determinism, all kinds of stuff. So why don't you just sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastors. Hey Michael, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, Nate. How are you? i am doing good i'm doing good except for we had a major storm this week and uh my deck was destroyed
1: oh you're a happy place
0: yes it is it's we had these beautiful trees that were right up behind our deck actually inside of our deck so the deck the guy before me had built it around the trees and basically the wind we had about 80 miles an hour winds the wind uprooted the tree and with it like basically it prop pried the deck up and then land one of the trees landed on the deck so it's still uh still a little bit that way today i've got some strong college students coming over tomorrow to help me move some things but yeah we've used a chainsaw on a most of the branches coming off of the main oh. trunk but we're still trying to get all that cleaned That's up. That's terrible. So That was my Monday night.
1: So <laughs> did you uh, did you have to file an insurance claim?
0: I don't think we're going to because no. really there's no damage to the house. The damage to the deck is more like work. I mean, probably in lumber We probably got you know two or three hundred, maybe five hundred at the most dollars, but that's probably what my deductible would be anyway. I was
1: just curious who, if you did, who your insurance company blames—Mother Nature, or an act of God?
0: Yeah, I think they call those acts of God still. Okay,
1: all right. I didn't, I wasn't sure. I I think so. Made a claim of that sort in a while, so uh, didn't know who we were blaming. Yeah, I really haven't either.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they still believe in. Like in god or not but they used to always be acts of god so
1: yes well
0: so i guess that's what you know yeah. well then it, how whether, are you going to collect money there
1: i guess you could show up at the church and say hey listen Dad there you did this um we need a refund I need a refund no,
0: that hasn't happened yet no. either
1: um I, I, well then if the insurance company isn't you know we're not asking them who to blame. Then, then I'll just ask you straight up: Who, who are you blaming?
0: I am blaming the fall. We just blame everything <laughs> on, the on the fall. fall. It's, I, we live in a broken yeah, world, Michael. That's our
1: <laughs> that's our answer. We to everything. We live in a broken world. Yeah. Why did this happen? Yes. Why did that happen? Uh, well, because of sin. Yes. <laughs> because of brokenness. Because
0: the frustration yeah. creation has been frustrated. Hey, um. I, I hate to say this on air because I don't know the answer, but I sent you something in the mail. Did you get it or did it is it has it not reached you yet?
1: Um, no, it takes uh, an inordinate span of time for things to process through our uh, postal service here in San Marcos.
0: Really? Yes, it does. All right. Well, don't get your hopes up. It's nothing big. <laughs> okay. But I did send you All something right. in the mail. Well, I'll keep looking and, for it. And we haven't talked since we were together last and we almost died together.
1: Yeah, we did. We we
0: <laughs> And your son Judah <laughs> I think your son yes. Judah really thought we were going to die. He was a
1: bit he was a bit scarred by the process of
0: uh, I'm happy I could be of assistance. Of making
1: our way from uh, from Midwest City or or the crossroads actually in Midwest City yeah um, from the crossroads in out Oklahoma at the volcano City. sushi place yeah, yeah. He, he, he enjoyed the meal but then the trip back to bethany was uh, a bit harrowing
0: i was trying to get him to pray through <laughs> you <were> trying, <laughs> I think you're trying he, to see he might if, have prayed if, through in yeah, the back if his seat.
1: faith was uh, if his faith was real if he owned it himself
0: so do you want to tell the story or do you want me sure to? I, i'll be happy to tell it i think you should i'd love to hear your perspective <laughs> my, my version it. of it well, um, and then I'll I'll correct you when you're wrong. I think th- it's, it goes
1: <laughs> it goes something like um, we were in line at a light and uh, we had been talking so we hadn't been paying attention to the exchange.
0: Imagine uh, that. Yeah, yeah,
1: and so uh, we were supposed to be in uh, one lane over to the right of where we were, and uh, and the light turned. And we didn't want to go, we didn't want to turn and go under the overpass. We wanted when to. When you say we, you mean, I mean me. I mean, I mean you. <laughs> I was, was driving. driving. Just, just I make was sure just talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, or listening. And there was no
0: one behind me trying to push me. No. So I, I was waiting. So
1: so we were waiting and, um, and the light turned green. And Nate realizes I need to be one lane over to the right. So instead of, you know, going and turning, he starts putting on his blinker. But he t- you put, I think you put on your blinker before the light turned green and was kind of you, were, you so. were asking for permission. Hey, can we please, you know, slide into that space uh, there and, and then go straight with you guys and, and get on the, the access road so we can enter the highway and
0: right because where i grew up we drive friendly the texas way
1: the texas way yeah
0: um which is the biggest lie in the history <laughs> oh absolutely of the anyway.
1: absolutely i've been through fort worth and uh, they don't <laughs> they don't drive friendly there uh, necessarily some do but if you drive too friendly you get honked at for driving too friendly um
0: yes but
1: the the big truck right behind right there next to us um, we thought it looked like he was going to kind of let us in but then he just sort of I guess, lost patience um, and zoomed ahead of us. and so
0: That would be an understatement and, yeah, and so you for were, later in the story, you were over, lost patience. Yeah,
1: you, you were trying to, to get in between him and the next car, and it kind of looked like the next car was going to let you because he zoomed, so it left a little bit of a gap, which looked like an entrance. Uh, but then when you did take that gap, the, the lady uh, driving the car behind us, kind of gave you one of those burp burp and um kind of not a friendly burp burp but a but a what are you doing? And um
0: Yeah. Well, and then to, and I did say as I got over there, I'm just going to gun it and see what happens, <laughs> see if I can just work my way in here. I, I was at yeah. the point where I didn't care. Yeah.
1: Well, apparently the guy in the big truck that zoomed and the lady in the car that burp, burped um were were married. And um, it, it Yeah, we did not yeah, know When this. she honked at you for getting in the gap, <laughs> it offended him. So he had gotten just to the other side of the light and slammed on his brakes so as to make us kind of almost rear-ending. Now,
0: we could have rear-ended yeah, him
1: very and, easily. Uh, but there was nobody turning under the overpass, so Nate swerves into that space. And the dude has rolled down his window... Uh, Nate pauses to see if everything's okay, and then realizes that we are being cussed out pretty severely. Um, yes. I'll make you think, blah blah blah, and bleepity bleep, bleep.
0: My wife, yeah, you better, about my you better wife. think again before you cut my wife yeah, off. Yeah, like what like heard. And through the windows, our windows were not <laughs> we rolled down. We didn't. We could yeah, hear this through the windows. I didn't know
1: what was going on at first. It took me a second to decipher it because I didn't know why he was so mad. But we proceeded onto the on ramp. And the guy followed us in parallel on the access road. There is there is foliage. There are trees and and large grasses and bushes and shrubs and things that are growing there on the side between the the lanes as they part ways going onto the highway and onto the access road and he is yelling at us through the trees. I don't think until trees. we lost sight of him, he stopped yelling. He was still yelling as if like like yeah. we would yell at the referees on a televised football game, he was yelling yes. at us though, as though we could hear him, and understood his his problem with us. Um,
0: there was a lot of pent up anger being released <laughs> I, yes, in that moment. Had it happened, the only thing I was worried yeah. about was a firearm. We are in Oklahoma. Once I saw there was no <laughs> yeah, firearm. He had no firearm.
1: Just there mouth. was
0: no nothing he could do other than just yell at the top of his lungs. But I don't know if you know this. I think I have a gift for annoying people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even always mean to do it. So sometimes you
1: do, though, huh?
0: <laughs> oh, sometimes, yeah. Okay. Sometimes I want to annoy people, like when I carry a joke too far and I'm just kind of getting under people's skin just to be funny and then they don't think it's funny. Right. And then I have to apologize later, but sometimes I don't even know what I'm doing. I just, you know, you you jump into those gaps probably a hundred times in a, a month, you know. Sure. I mean, maybe not that close of a gap. But, sure. But well, you know, you cut over and, and try to hope people are letting you in. Sometimes you can't tell their intentions, whether they are yeah. or aren't. Obviously, she was not. She was not letting us in, even though I thought she might be. And uh, she was really angry. And I just remember Judah, I mean, before we he got in the car with Shelly and Paula and before we had even like said a word to them after we all got out of the car again, they knew the entire story. And, uh, I think, I think we may have traumatized Judas. So <laughs> he, if he ever, yeah. if he ever needs someone to talk to, you know, <laughs> you can send me the bill or whatever. He may
1: be, uh, he, he may be okay. I think, um,
0: okay he hasn't uh, he hasn't
1: mentioned it um but he hasn't really wanted to get in the car much either so but I, you know he's walking to school (laughs) no he's no big deal he he's fine he he was concerned for that guy um he wasn't sure what what would make a person that angry that quickly
0: well at first i was concerned for myself and then i was concerned for the guy yeah, like I was concerned that that he might try some physical violence against well, us. Well, you
1: know, I got a little concerned because he seemed to be like he couldn't see you um, as well as he could see me. Um, I mean, and I was in the passenger seat, and he was yelling. Right, he was looking at me, and I, I had my hand on the handle. You know, like I just hold on to that right. little handle when we when I ride. Anyway, because of the way I drive, you know, just just generally
0: speaking, <laughs> I hold on to that I'm just handle. Um, you used to ride with shells. Yeah, that's what night. it is.
1: Um, and uh, she, she accuses me that I, that I hold on to it, but it's just kind of a comfortable yeah. way to, to ride. And so um, and I'm not in the passenger seat very often. I usually drive whatever vehicle I'm in. And um, so he he was yelling right at me. I thought, uh, goodness, uh, I, I bet yeah. this really isn't about us. You probably right. have some other things going on that are making you angry and we are an easy outlet because, because our infraction was not nearly as great as he seemed to make it. Um, Yeah. I wonder. And isn't that
0: generally how it goes with us? Yeah. 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 I wonder. A lot of the stuff we rage on about is more about ourselves than other people. mm -hmm. You wondered what? Well, I
1: wondered when we, when he got to wherever he was going and, and they were back together in the same space, um, how much of uh of that was uh she appreciated i wonder if she was like yeah thanks babe for coming to my to my rescue or was she like why are you
0: such an idiot
1: you know i mean like it could have gone either way for him and i I wondered about how she felt about that because if i behaved that way shelly would you know have been like that was embarrassing please don't ever don't ever do that again um
0: hey well in light of our last episode today i went to uh the oklahoma city museum of art they have the monet and renoir exhibit here for a while so really uh, and other impressionist paintings Um, i thought it was really good Good. Uh, i just did that on my day off today and uh, hung out there for a while and i realized that Maybe it was the blurriness of my vision is why I, I really relate to that. Because I'm supposed to wear glasses and I don't. I think we talked about that last time. But. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, did you wear glasses to see these art, pieces of artwork? No, I didn't. Okay, well, that would no, have been important. So, they,
0: stayed, they stayed fuzzy to me. Um, so, yeah, I saw your daughter this weekend. She came to my house for lunch.
1: Yes, um, she she called me and she said, "Dad, I think I inadvertently invited like 13 people to the Cooks' house."
0: I was gonna say, Maggie is like a Pied Piper. <laughs> it was awesome. I, there was no, I I had no qualms about yeah. it. We had so much fun. But like, yeah, at first it's gonna be Maggie, my interns, and a, a couple of her friends, and then it was, we took a picture with 14 snoo <laughs> <SMU> students. <laughs> That's a G. She said, it was awesome. Yeah, well, good. I'm glad yeah. that
1: you enjoyed it because she was like, Dad, I don't know if I'll ever get another invitation because I just, I just mentioned it to, like, two people, and then all of a sudden I had a whole crowd coming.
0: Yeah, well, that says a lot about who she is. So I don't mind that at all. I'm an includer. Nathan's an includer. So we generally end up with bigger crowds at our table yeah. than, than maybe we started out with. But we may not be doing that for a little while until we get our deck rebuilt, so... Ooh. Yeah that's uh they got to kind of experience the last big uh, summer fling we've there had and now it's now it's just like reconstruction Well but work, you, so. that does
1: give you a good list of people to invite to the work days.
0: There you go. Yeah. yeah. I should do that. Yeah. Not that we're charging you for any like hanging <laughs> out but if you want to come <laughs> work. Come. No, Did I'm the bonsai kidding. take a beating. It survived. Yeah. So my little one that I've had for mm-hmm. the longest it the one that's thriving it was sitting on the table where it always sits i mean perfectly it was like god and mr miyagi combined hovered over that thing (laughs) to protect it. the one that i've almost killed already that nathan gave me for doing his wedding uh it was falling over on the ground Uh. and and so i'm trying to resurrect it anyway it may be too late um it's it's a learning process. So well, or perhaps... I, I learned Perhaps you learn something things. about
1: trauma to yeah. to plants and whether or not they can survive, how resilient they might be. You well, might learn, we're just hoping you might write a Nathan's second book.
0: marriage... Yeah, Nathan's marriage is more uh, <laughs> durable than the bonds.
1: <laughs> well, I, yeah, I've seen them in action, and I think they're okay. I think they're all right. I
0: think they'll be fine. Yeah. Maggie spends uh, yeah, a lot of time with but, them.
1: They seem to have taken her... In and uh, yeah, they just been, yeah, this, I
0: hear uh, that. She's that. like, I feel so old, like hanging out with married people. And I'm <laughs> like, she's like, I can't believe y'all are really married. And I'm like, I feel the same way, you know. Like, I'll say things like, Yeah, when you come home, and I'm like, That's not his home, yeah, he's not, no. he has his own he home, he does, now. he does. So, yeah, no, I've, I've actually taken pictures of this bonsai now that's in pitiful shape because I'm already anticipating resurrection. That's just me, <laughs> like. I'm ready for the day when you see it <laughs> right. in all its glory again. And it's like, you thought it was dead. But here it is. But it was alive. <laughs> it was
1: alive again. Awesome.
0: And and I'll write a whole book. There you go. That. I get see
1: Yeah, now. instead of a pamphlet.
0: So yeah, um, what's going on in your world this week that we need to talk about? We had a couple things to talk about. One was our near-death experience. And I don't remember what the other one was. Yeah, so. we
1: Since then, our last uh, talk about artwork, we've uh, we've conversated about several things that we should conversate about. But uh, um, in trying to make a list today of those things, I, I sort of drew a blank. I've been thinking a lot, just personally about um how we talk about uh how we talk about salvation um and um and what's right. and what's really going on there. Um
0: what does it mean to be saved? Yes.
1: And so and what does it mean, you know, what does you know uh, does Jesus do something on the cross that we can't do for ourselves? Um, and and how that how that plays out in our in our day to day life, or or if there's something you know that happened that's, that happened in a cosmic way there, that uh, that the way we live can't change. You know, just comparing you know different theologies and the way that people have talked about uh, atonement. Uh, you know, yeah. Some of the some of the narrow views of atonement, and then some of the, the really broad views of atonement and and how you know our tradition kind of comes somewhere in the middle uh in, right. in of you know, those views of atonement and so I've just been thinking a lot about uh you know uh, does what I do change anything um about heaven and how how we've sort of made heaven uh, the point of everything uh, even when we're, we're supposed to understand that heaven would come, that his kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven, and how, uh, you know, sometimes that we've just made, uh, you know, check boxes and making that the goal. And, and just sort of yeah. my dissatisfaction with some of our views of atonement, uh, the way that we view the person of Jesus, um, and how we, uh, how we think about uh, our, the role we actually play uh in in creation in the kingdom and in our own salvation so
0: so wow we had a discussion about this in my intern meeting just yesterday let's let's talk about the role we play (laughs) okay how did because i know i know calvin would say we play no absolutely no role john calvin that's who we're talking about not calvin benjamin glidden the or oh, yeah yeah
1: or, or the or Cal- yeah which is cb
0: yeah, <laughs> um, yeah calvin and no. calvin
1: hobbs the the yeah not him okay. either yeah
0: <laughs> john calvin the theologian um with his famous tulip that that god pretty much does the work from beginning to end that you uh you do not do anything or cannot do anything for your salvation so the elect have already been elected right right and i, I And so then in that sense, we do absolutely nothing. Um, We just end up where we're supposed to end up. Sure. You know, and and like our choice doesn't change the world.
1: Right. Or it's already been decided for us. And then the question. I mean, we feel
0: like we're choosing. Right.
1: And if it's already been chosen for us, then there's the question. um, Well, is there an elect so there's a a, a a number of people who have right, been yeah. selected or have we all been chosen and this is just and then we this is just to see to, if we can live up to our election or
0: or we receive or what's we receive our, yeah. what
1: we've been elected to you know and and so nothing changes uh, because of what so we So what did. are your
0: thoughts Michael?
1: Um you know I really like the idea that I have um, so my thoughts really around this started when I heard someone say um, I heard two different two different uh, preachers being interviewed Um, I say preachers because in the context where they were they were preaching Um, I don't know if they were pastors I don't even remember their names but I heard them one one said there is no plan like beyond be good to your neighbor There's no plan. Like, there's not an individual plan for your life. God is not, you know, writing individual plans for everyone's life. And then another guy uh, said, You can look within yourself for as deep as you would like to look, and you can search all throughout uh, the human person, and you will not find anything of the divine there. You can only look outside of yourself to God. Um, And that really those two statements kind of got me thinking about things and i i i I thought no i i think we were created in the image of god and if the image of if god is sovereign right because because most of these theologians who most of these preachers who were saying this were kind of protecting god's sovereignty with their statements um they uh i think the the image that we were created in is the, you know, is a piece of sovereignty. Like God can do what God wants to do, and God gave human beings the, the will to do what they wanted to do. And so, what we've been handed, it seems like, in, in being created in His image, is a piece of sovereignty. So we've been given, at least, you know, maybe a limited sovereignty. I'm not sure how to talk about it that way, but uh, then we get yeah. to make our own choices. And if that's the case, then it seems like the spark of the divine in us is the ability to choose and specifically to choose love um, and, and so I, I was I'm, you know that's, that's kind of where I land is I'm, I feel like we have a choice I feel like that's part of being created in the image of God and I think we're supposed to choose holiness as often as possible um, or as often as we you know and i think that's what spiritual growth is about is about choosing holiness more often so
0: yeah and i when we got into this discussion and i I think it's a good one it's it's definitely not one that we will solve in any way um, because you know the, the the big thing here is there's the whole idea of god's sovereignty versus our free will and and so if god does know all and know you know have this you know, he's, God's got all this figured out as far as who's going to be where and all this. Then how could we have free will? And that's the big argument and debate a lot of times. So what my thing is um, that I believe that first and foremost, God is loving beyond anything else. That God would even limit God's self in ways so that we could have real choices. So like, and, and some people would say, well, well, God wouldn't limit, you know why we got all you have to do is look at the cross i mean right. jesus completely limits himself in the body of a human being lays down his life takes on the very nature of a servant we've been going through this in philippians all summer um being found in appearance as a man he became obedient to death even death on a cross right. and so right. so there are plenty of examples if you want to look through scripture of god limiting what god can do so that relationship with humans um, and, and is possible because if if God doesn't give us free choice uh, and this was my statement is I just don't want to serve a God like that because for me in order for there to be love there has to be free choice like right anything that right. is coerced anything mm-hmm. that is already set in stone is not a loving response so the elect if the elect are the elect and they don't really choose it then they haven't chosen love they haven't responded in love and so i believe that god is first and foremost loving that's kind of where we wesleyans hang our hat um i heard uh i think it was david busick was teaching this seminar and he said you know calvinists look at god as sovereign first wesleyans look at god as love first and uh typically like the catholic church has looked at god as holy first right so we are holy as we participate in the holy right um and so I'm okay landing there, because for me, the God who is, um, you know, controlling to the point where I don't have any kind of will, is not the kind of God I want to serve. And so that's that's kind of where I came sure. to in our discussion. But it's definitely there. Definitely is a rise of kind of a neo-Calvinism, if you will, a neo-Reformed uh, thinking, and and there's definitely a lot of scripture. That you can use um, to back up that stance. Uh, some of the questions that we get into is when Paul is talking about the elect. As you said, like who's he, who's he talking about? Like is he talking about everybody's elected? Right. We we Wesleyans tend to think that. That, and I, I like the idea that God has cosmically changed the course of history in Jesus Christ. But that that offer that that covenant that God has made is just like the old covenant it has to be I mean there's a sense in which we get to respond we didn't do any of the work like it's all grace that's where Calvin and Wesley were right in the same boat is that it's all grace yes there's no way that you can work although people have accused Wesleyans of being works-based people because uh, you know, some people would say, well, even responding to God is work. And if you don't, you know, so.
1: Right. So, But the, yeah. other,
0: the other extreme would be universalism, which means God's changed it and everybody gets in, which once again gets us to no choice. So I guess if you're talking to me about this whole thing, <laughs> my big thing is I believe God wants to give us real autonomous choice. And I think sure. what you're saying is that choice is how we look like God. Yes. The ability to choose I, I think
1: the ability to choose is our ability to look like God or or deny the God you know w- the God in us uh, the way God has put himself in us and given us that sovereignty. We can choose and I think that's I think grace has to do that. I think you know the world was created in a in in a way where free will could exist and there has to be this this problem has to exist in order for love to exist. Um, and so we right, say, yeah. you know, well, well, why doesn't God just step in and shazam, you know, make it, make it what it is. How does he allow these atrocities to take place? And I ask this question a lot. And sometimes I even shake my fist at heaven and say, you're, are you, are you there? Like, why, right, yeah. why are you allowing all this these stuff bad happening? things to happen? And, and by bad things I'm talking about, oh, well, you know, human trafficking, uh, rape and torture and abuse, um, uh, you know, that just is, uh, they're atrocities, and they take place seemingly on a daily basis. And maybe they don't take place as often as I think they do, um, because of I have way too much access to media and news that makes me think that they're happening every second of every day. Uh, but they do seem to be happening at an alarming rate. I think yeah. I think in some ways humanity is getting better through our connectedness. But I also think part of the part of getting better through our connectedness is that we have to reveal the, the frequency of evil so that we can really become outraged enough to do something about it. And some would argue that we're never going to get outraged enough to do anything about it because we're too selfish and we are totally depraved. But I don't think we're totally depraved. I think that we are created in the image of God. And I, so that we can't be totally depraved because uh, we're, we're, where we have godness uh, in us somehow, where God's presence is existent with it, with us, He's He's holding back the pandemonium, as it were. Uh, he's holding it at bay, the chaos of hell. Right. He's holding that back. Um, it, 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 even if it's at just uh, you know we've, even if we're fighting against Him to bring the pandemonium, um, and He He must be holding it back a little bit because it would seem like the chaos would utterly consume us. Um, there's been a lot of philosophical work on on how chaos would utterly consume us. There's uh, yeah. probably more work there, uh, you know, um, in, in terms of uh, society and civility and those kind of things. Uh,
0: I think it was Brother Lawrence that said, if you really think about it, it's surprising that the world is not worse than it is. If you think about sure. about how selfishness and it's only by the grace of God that there's any goodness mm-hmm. and that goodness does have any kind of foothold. Sure, And um, yeah, I think you're right. One of the things I've noted is that we hear so much more about the evil in the world um, because we're so connected to the entire world um, than we ever have before. And that even brings, you know, the more you hear about things that uh, this week I'm preaching about, you know, thinking upon thinking about good things, thinking about the, Whatever is true and trustworthy, and all those things, and and I think we can get kind of in that downward spiral, uh, not just as Christians but as humanity when we begin to hear more and more of it, then we lose hope. Um, and, right. and hope is hope that, is
1: essential. I think you know some people have yeah, have yeah. downplayed hope and said that. Uh, hope is a lack of faith or something like that. But um, I don't know. I had at lunch with my uh, my outgoing worship leader and my incoming worship leader today, and we had a conversation about hope. And um, the uh, Josh said, uh, he's the incoming worship leader, he said, I don't know that we can have faith without hope, and I don't know that we can have love without hope. And so talking about hope is the bridge that that helps us uh, that helps us have love like love would just be an obliga- an obligation a coercion of sorts if there weren't right. hope attached to it because uh, then because hope helps us deal with the conditional um, aspects of love and uh, and hope helps us set aside those conditions to love unconditionally you know and, and faith does yeah. faith does the same thing but Hope and faith supply one another with the means to do so.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm in a class on uh, family systems in the church, and one of the things we're doing is talking about marriage counseling. And that the the book that we're talking about is is less about like conflict management and all those techniques that everybody would, and it's more about um, renewing bonds of love. and And hope is a big part of that, and trust mm-hmm. in one another, yeah. so that then the conflict management kind of comes with that it's when you see there's hope for your marriage when you believe that there's hope then then you begin to act in different ways than if you were hopeless and i think to pull it all back around that's where i get when i start to really think about this idea of of there being those chosen people and and what god did in salvation um to me that's not a hopeful thing and i know other people would say it is you know it's it's still people um, going to heaven, but but if you're not able to choose, then then there's the only hope is if God picked you, right? Right. <laughs> like right. like you're you're kind of left with this kind of question of, well, maybe I'm not right. You know. But, but
1: I'm under no delusion that my faith is enough, right? My faith oh, right. is like shifting sand. Changed by every wave, my faith is like shifting sand. So I stand on grace. I stand on grace. You know, like there's this, I mean, that's Caitlin's Call. I don't know who wrote it. I forget which. Man,
0: I did not remember that song, but after you finally sang the last part, I was like, yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Well, just, I was like, I stand on grace.
1: I mean, so, you know, is there a way, you know, to say both are correct? You know that 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 there is some. I mean, James tries to say, you know, I, you show me your faith, and I'll show you my works. You know, James wants to deal with that. Of course, Luther wanted to leave James out of the canon because he, he said that. You know, because it sounded like you know, faith.
0: It's not salvation by faith, alone, right? Yeah. Right? So yeah. you
1: know, uh, I'm. But I know but that I, grace I, has this action. In in existence, I mean, the fact that God hasn't walked away is grace right it's grace
0: yeah yeah definitely our faith isn't what saves us it's grace that saves us but there's kind of this i I think it's more of an idea of like you know will you allow yourself to be saved you know there's 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 also a a side where you could you know if you were in the middle of the ocean somebody threw out a lifeboat to you and and salvation would be that that lifeboat you could always swim away.
1: Sure. you. I mean, right? well, yeah. grace, so grace suggest. I mean, if grace is going to exist, then grace cannot be a coercive thing. Right. right? Yeah. So yeah. it can't force you into the lifeboat. Um, it right. can't choose you against your will to be chosen uh, and still maintain the integrity of the whole thing. Uh, or it doesn't seem yeah. like it can. Maybe there's a way that it can and I just can't see it, but it doesn't seem like... Grace can ever be coercive and still be grace.
0: Well, and that's definitely uh, a thing that that I think that's where I keep coming back to, and that's where I will probably always stand. Is I'm okay not knowing how it all works out. Yeah. But I am not okay believing that I don't have a choice in the matter. Because I, yeah, I don't know that I for can me, say I that stand. There's no love. There's no love that exists when there's no choice. Right. And and I, I can't think of any relational. Right. Relationship, any kind of covenant where there's uh, where there's not a choice, where it's really loving. It's more one dominating over the sure. other. And we've seen those kind of relationships in our world, yeah. but they don't look very loving. I
1: just don't stand anywhere else very comfortably. That's where I stand the most secure, I guess it were. Yeah. Even though it probably sounds like to someone who's really concerned with the sovereignty of God and the decidedness of all things, um, that it, that sounds like an insecure place to stand. But at right. at best, I'm kind of wiggling all all the time. Anyway, I don't I don't stand flat footed on both feet uh, ever very yeah. well, as much as I would want to, you know. And some people would say, "Well, that that's a mark of faith." Well, yeah, I don't. My faith is like shifting sand. I, I just stand on grace. Um, but I still I still wiggle around a whole lot because I'm uh, I don't know if I'm just a nervous person and, and maybe I'd have more confidence in in something.
0: Poor Grace, you keep trampling. Her. But
1: yeah, you know I don't want to do that.
0: I don't want to do that. And <laughs> I'm and just I feel, I'm making well, a yeah. joke like the person's name is Grace. Yeah,
1: well, I was I'm I was sorry. thinking more of the line in Hebrews that says uh, if you don't you know if you don't consider the sacrifice that Christ has made to be enough then. By our actions, we trample the sacrifice, you know. Um, oh, okay. That's what I was thinking.
0: Well, I'm sorry. I was just, <laughs> I was making grace out to be a person. Oh, okay. No, um, no, I I get you. I, I, one of my favorite Crutcher lines, he came to speak to our church was, you know, up here somewhere is truth, and, and God is truth. So that's where God exists, and all the rest of us are, we're wrong somehow.
1: Yeah, well, and, I think we. So I think it it's should true. help us
0: to hold our hold our uh, our ideas with a little bit of humility, Because sure. all the rest of us are wrong.
1: Sure, and, and and but that's the that's the beauty of the whole thing is, um, and I said this, I've said it many times, I'll probably say it again, and some people may consider it heresy, but I think you get points for trying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Like I, I
0: know So now we're on a point. Yeah, well you know I think the good, I place, stand on Grace the good place has in my point system. Have
1: you seen this this show the the good place Yeah I've seen
0: part I have seen yeah. it. I think the first The whole season. thing
1: is based on a on a point system yeah. and uh I know yeah and it's just it's it's spoof and it's you know some would probably Disclaimer, it, we
0: do not believe in a point system. <laughs> for getting to heaven. Although I do have an intern point system when they do good things they get points Sure. and when they sure. do really stupid things they get docked like a million intern points. Oh, there you points. go. So there you go. I think Noah might be still working his way out of a hole of from all? last year. Is is it like uh, whose
1: line is in anyway where the where the points Yeah, the, the points, points don't, don't matter. matter. Okay. Right.
0: Yeah, no, actually Noah Noah got a, like a bazillion points cuz he came to VBS in between all his camps and worked when he wasn't required to this summer, yeah, so. and then he Shout came out to the to next Noah camp,
1: and 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 I said, "Why are you so tired?" And he said, "Because I did VBS.
0: I did VBS." So. <laughs> so, sorry, Southern Nazarene University, if we we hurt one of your snookers because we no, worked them too. I don't think no, but but
1: you know he, I think he did that out of love. I, I, yeah, I mean I know the yeah. kid, and I think he did it out of love for not. I don't he chose to do right?
0: it or did he choose I don't know to do it? you know
1: maybe he was motivated by some obligation some coercive point I, system I say, that he didn't really by the understand by predestination oh. of God oh okay no God trying. made him do it yeah well yeah. you know uh, maybe
0: God did kind we, of make him you know in a, in a, can
1: I just say like, sometimes <laughs> God's love feels a little bit coercive like when he when you yeah. feel like the Holy Spirit is nudging you to do something um, right it's You don't
0: really say no. You (laughs) know,
1: I've heard of people saying no, um, but maybe my upbringing was such that I'm I'm too afraid to say no. Uh, I would hope hope that my situation... You would want to obey the Lord. I think you would want to be obedient, but I hope you wouldn't want to be obedient out of fear. I hope you would want to be obedient, believing that what God has for you is the very best and that God is indeed rooting for you. So, he's not sitting there with a clipboard keeping the point system.
0: Keeping the points, yeah. He
1: is he's celebrating every step that you take uh, toward a better way of living.
0: Every move you make, every, every smile you, you fake, make. every <laughs> value take. Every I'll, you be, take. Watching you. I'll be watching you. That was the stalker song. If it had been played about 20 years <laughs> no later, lie, it, it was <laughs> it would be it would not be allowed to be no, on the air because if you listen to those words, yeah. I'll be watching mm-hmm. you. It doesn't sound Creepy. like a love song. It sounds, no, it sounds uh, mm-hmm. like a murder, a pre-murderous it song. It does. So, And with that, I, uh, I hope you have a good <laughs> <laughs> We'll be watching you. Uh, no, so I know you got to go pick up Judah. Um, so I'm going to let you go. I would say when you drive with Judah in the car, just don't cut people off in traffic. Apparently they don't like it.
1: Yeah, and he can't stand uh, more trauma in that area.
0: Yeah. No, um, but that evening was still probably... I think me and you had the best conversation we'd had in a long time.
1: We did. I enjoyed it. And so
0: I appreciated it. And uh, that's why I sent you a little something. (laughs) It's not there yet, apparently. Um, but a love Bermuda you, man. triangle and here
1: in our post yeah.
0: office. So. Yeah, I love you, and I'll talk to you next week. All
1: right, love you too.
0: All right, see Take ya. care. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.